Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven, magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215 All around the globe in every area code Online, on air, whatever the mode Days and nights, live or recorded Listeners rewarded with the rawness Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan Jedi flips or a Spider-Man handstand Peace to every geek we stand for From Kronos to the bottom city of Candor We about to catch wreck Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. And we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we're coming to you live on YouTube, live on Facebook. Welcome to Black... Tribble! Yeah. <laughs> Watch everyone, Wu Tang, and all that stuff. Coming to you live on WPPM LP 106.5 FM, Philly Cam, People Power Media, here in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. My name is Len, aka the Bat Tribble. And as always, I am joined on this lovely, lovely stream by that guy. Yo, yo, what's up? It's me, Dr. Kuzin, Triple. How you doing? Hey, hey, what's going on? And we're also joined by that guy. <laughs> what's the deal? She may have our son, the voice of reason, a.k.a. the Super Triple, the Rand of Steel, the comic book Jedi, the Mountain Comics Coffee House. I'm in your house and you don't even know it yet. That camera... That's, that's in your basement. I'm in your house what? right now. What? I moved all my stuff in there and everything. Oh, God. <laughs> and while you ponder how he fit a basement into your apartment, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we, are, we are joined. We are joined for the first time in clear 5G HD internet by that person right there it's what up it's your girl kennedy also known as that mikey chick also known as the everyday phillies bay live from the 215 to the day i die it's your girl kennedy hi also known as storm dribble crack boom baseball season's coming back i know i can't wait Okay. All right. Okay. While she while she uh, suppresses a tear, we have a fun show for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking about all the types of news that has been happening in the world of of comics and uh, in in movies and in media. We're going to be all in it all all night long, and we're going to have a couple of special guests with us as we do it. We ask you to chime in along side with us on our YouTube and on Facebook. George Kimona, how you doing, bro? I see you. And joining us tonight, I don't care what anybody says, I say this man is the smartest man on the internet. Oh, oh, yeah, easily. 
Maybe it's because he's worked for just about everybody. He's worked for DC. He's worked for Marvel. He he he's worked for Lion Forge, and now Valiant. And 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 always. And he's not he's not like he's not like the letterer, ladies and gentlemen. He's always usually like the editor, co-publisher. You know, chief muckety muck of all all of these things. That's all the man does. All he does is run stuff. And now he is he was running mo pockets as he is running heavy metal ink. He is the managing uh, editor on that, and he's got a new comic book coming out. And he's sitting here on Black Tribbles, and he's about to drop knowledge. And his name is Joe Illich in the hey. Hey. everybody. How y'all doing? Thank you for that kind introduction. To be <laughs> fair, I didn't work at Marvel. I actually worked at the better comic book company that began with M, which is Milestone. That's Ooh. right, Milestone. Milestone. Ooh. Oh, okay. Did we stand correct? I didn't stutter, did I? No, no, no sir. No, sir. No, you no, didn't. No. Okay, no, just you making sure. No, I meant to say that Marvel Ooh. only wishes you worked there. That's what I meant to say. Ooh. Yeah, that's pretty true. Now, now, no, now we're talking. Right. Hey, man. Yo, the only way to be that- is twenty. 20- it's 2020. It's all about body blows. Hey, yo, somebody right? said that Joe Illich is the W.E.B. Dubois of comics. Wow. I am deeply I am deeply honored by that. That's and I will do me. my I best to live up to that. Okay, well, I appreciate that. No pressure, but I'm going to do my best. It's all good, man. What's up, Joe? How you doing, man? Hey, man. I'm living it day by day in this crazy America. It's a crazy nation of ours. It's like Man. if I get up in the morning, I feel good. If I make it to bed, I feel good. So just working hard and trying to live. I feel you, brother. I feel you, brother. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is indeed a treat for us to have Joe Illich returning to Black Tribbles here. We made a, a, a bucket list of a, a lot of our returning guests that we wanted to bring back here in our final final year of, of broadcasting, and Joe was very high on that list, so it's very, very happy to have him here. But like every good guest, he comes bringing gifts, and the gift that he brought us today is none other than another person who was on our list that we wanted to bring back for our final year because in many ways he's been a star of every year of the show <laughs> because True. he he is just he is our dude he is he is our he is our triple from another mother or from another triple however that happens that's what he is and he is a good sport and he is one of the greatest artists comic book artist that you will ever meet and he's a man of mystery and his name is N. Stephen Harris here in the building as well. What's up, what Steve? Up? What's up, guys? What is up, man? Oh, this is a good thing. I don't know why I didn't deserve that such an intro. <laughs> that was the, the man precursor. of mystery. That's the precursor. You, that, that's the little blurb you get scrolling up in your in your uh, 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 super script at the opera. You for, think we forgot about that opera? This is the preamble that people get scrolling up the way that Star Wars used to. That was that what that was. Wow. This is my breakout. Yeah, this is Star Wars scroll. 
It was scrolling. You didn't see it. We'll, we'll edit it. We'll edit and post. It'll be fine. Yeah. But it'll scroll up. It'll be epic. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be elephants dancing on large unicycles while juggling things on fire. It'll be sensational. I believe it. <laughs> if you say it, I believe it. <laughs> Stick with me, kid. You'll go far. That's it. Oh, my God. All right, we have a fun show for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to try and get into all of the things that these two gentlemen have going on. But there's so much going on in the world of entertainment and media that uh, it it is like it is like almost like uh, counting our riches that you two are with us to speak on this. One of the things that we were talking about just before we uh, went live on the show was that Dante and and Randy were talking about how Marvel and Disney have done it again in their their uh, um their their stomp through all media to take over their, everything. Their quest to take over the world? Yeah, yes. right. Is, is it really a quest? I think it's this more path to, to global <laughs> domination, this Luthor level Yes. Super villainy conglomerate? I think so. I think we're yes. there. They got yeah. a new show coming out called Mickey and the Brain. They're trying to get <laughs> <laughs> Mickey uh, and the Brain. <laughs> you know, sorry, real quick, now that you say that, Freakazoid is trademark is actually available to buy. Who is being Freakazoid right now, though? Yeah, nobody's checking for Freak. Well, you know what? I should, he said I Pinky the Brain. I shouldn't, say, I shouldn't say that nobody is checking for Freakazoid because I just heard a story where, um, oh my God, there was a movie from like the 80s and 90s about this robot that wanted to be a human. I think it was named Andre or something like that. I can't remember. But somebody is going to try and make it a series. And so I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody tries to make Freakazoid a series. But Marvel has just snatched up uh, the, I believe, the entire license to aliens and predators. Is is, is that what it is, Dante? That's right. Yeah. Man. Oh, man. Um, so basically, uh, this is coming from CBR.com. It says Marvel Comics has announced that it has acquired the publishing rights to alien predator franchises. Dark Horse Comics previously published lines of alien predator comics, but now Marvel will be exclusive home of these adventures that will continue to expand to on the feature films. Uh, the best part about this, that's, well, I shouldn't say the best part. The sad part about this is Dark Horse's letter on Facebook. Uh, they say, what's next for Aliens and Predators comics? After 30 years of publishing the greatest Aliens and Predator AVP stories in Xenoverse, Disney will be pulling the publishing license from Dark Horse. As the new owners of Fox, this is their right, of course. Dark Horse has been one of the longest standing and most successful Fox licensing partners over the nearly 35 years we've worked with them. Our first Alien series, written by Mark, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, Bent or Hayden, and illustrated by Mark A. Nelson, was a smash success. Moonraven's generic storylines common in film and television-based titles and toward actual, and toward actual st- sequels to the original material. The success of Aliens led directly to another base on a Fox a Fox science fiction film, Predator, written by Mark Verheiden and illustrated by Chris Warner. This first series was the basis of the Predator film sequel, and Warner's iconic first issue cover served as an inspiration for the film for the sequel's film poster. The natural extension of those licenses led Dark Horse to come up with a monster hit, Alien vs. Predator. Mixing the two franchises was a huge success with fans and became one of the most successful series in the history of the direct market. 
After many years of shepherding these amazing worlds, Dark Horse will not be publishing any new material effective January 1st of 2021. Thanks mm. to all the people at Fox for the amazing run. Now as in recent events in which new owners met new publishers of series con conceived here at Dark Horse, we have new and fresh titles to replace the old comics and original graphic novel series such as The Witcher, Stranger Things, Avatar, Last Airbender, Minecraft, and Critical Role have developed huge followings, and we will continue to strive to be the finest publisher of licensed comics in the world. Watch for more exciting news coming soon. Mike Richardson, Dark Horse Comics. So you Which said I, you think that's sad? I, I feel like I'm not saying like if it, it feels like it's like a like that sad letter, like you're not having it anymore. But I understand, like, you know, it's Fox property and everything. But I just feel, like, bad, like, because they did, like, 35 years. Yeah, 35 they, years they've been doing this. And now... Have you ever watched comes... Mad Men, Dante? No. Okay, that letter is not sad. That letter is an advertisement to basically <laughs> all licensors to say, this is what we did. Doors are open because we now have some space. Come fuck with us. Whoa! Hey, Whoa. What that letter is that letter is an advertisement because literally, the fact that they literally created Aliens versus Predator, right? They literally created Aliens versus Predator, which led to a movie. That letter was an ad. It was a strategic advertisement. It, it, it was, was a fucking bus. It, it was huh? indeed a. It, 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 look! Look at! Look at! Look at Steve! Thank you, Steve. I appreciate you, brother. I love how Steve is leaning over in the square, like, "Hey, yo, bro, you can't." <laughs> <laughs> like you passing notes in class or something. Hey, yo, can you not right now? He like tapping on the. He tapping on the gas, like, "Yo, Joe, yo, Joe." I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to um, multitask here, but yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, um, um, Mr. Editor, um, if you could edit yourself. For FCC Airways, we appreciate it, my brother. Ah, uh, sorry, sorry. Oh, it's fine. I get it's emotional. Fine. It's fine. You got nine jobs now, so we know where to send the fine. Hey. But anyway, <laughs> nine jobs. Nine jobs. <laughs> That's true. You can find me. But you're, but you're, but you are very, you're very yeah, much you right, um, yeah. um, Joe. Because the the one thing I'm hearing in that is that, first of all. Dark Horse, yes, they been, they were doing Aliens and Predators for 35 years. You know what they were doing also before Aliens and Predators? They were doing Star Wars. And they were doing Star Wars really great. Yeah, and then they, that got pulled from them as well. And you know what they did? They kept it moving. And they knew it, it, once uh, Disney got their hands on 20th Century Fox. They knew the writing was on the wall. And that's why they started lining up Stranger, Stranger Things and The Witcher and, and all of those other properties, man. Because they already knew the writing was on the wall. They said, we got we to gotta start lining our pockets, man. Because they about to, they about to rip our, our, our gut out. So, they're good. They basically, they basically, you're saying that that was an advertisement? That was basically a uh, bye boy. Like, keep it moving. Like, I'm done. <laughs> like, okay. Come get your keys. Come get this raggedy toothbrush. Come get this raggedy toothbrush too. Come on, get this. And don't be back. waiting for you on the steps. <laughs> and I understand that. It's just I feel bad. Like I feel like they made good comics, and then I just feel like when it's going to go to Marvel, it's just going to be a whole crap show. Because already, like how some Marvel characters are being handled, and the stories are being handled. So I just, it's just like, man, like good writing is going to go down the toilet. To I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this for them. Um, the Star Wars stuff they've been doing has been good. You know what I mean? So I I, I trust that they'll at, at the very least keep it 
keep it good. It, it is kind of upsetting to, to see another really quality franchise again, you know, driven into the house of mouses just to see just for there to be a, a you know a Wolverine Predator crossover, which you know will happen in the next six months. You know what I'm saying? And I'm yo, like Wolverine ain't gonna survive that, yo. Well, you can't I mean, that you watch it. He can't. He can't, bro. That's a wrap. Batman's done it three times. It's fine. It, 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 it happens. And you know, I, I I'm hoping my hope is that even if they do have them cross over, because it's happened before. Uh, DC has done a bunch of Predator stuff, and they did a they did an amazing Aliens book that ended Stormwatch, I believe. That's like right. The original, yeah, Wildcats, the original run of Yeah, the Wildcats Aliens mm-hmm. is what shut down Stormwatch and started the Authority. Yep. So it's been yep. done, and they just sort of touched it, and it was cool. And I'm hoping that if they're gonna do it, they're they're they'll just touch it. And it, you know, it's here, it's there, and not like I don't want there to be like a, a an alien or a predator that becomes a mutant that winds up in an X Men book. Like that's, I, I'm hoping it doesn't go that far. But you know, it, it, when when these guys get a get their hands on a on a property, they're like, let's make it a book. And you know, four thousand books later, right know, there it is. Well, they're clearly gonna go for Avengers versus Predator. Yeah. Based yeah. on the press release and the shot of my man on top of Avengers Tower holding Iron yeah. Man's helmet. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that'll, yeah, I'm, that's probably, it'll be in next month's previews, but yeah. I, I'm hoping they don't go yep. too deep. Yep. But that was a baller move on their part. Yeah, it really was. It really, really was. That brings we'll up a question, a question I wanted to ask the two of you gentlemen, though, uh, considering how steep you are in the comic book business and have been for years. I was curious, how much do the two of you keep up on current going ons in in comic books outside of the ones that maybe you are all working on or in the or the companies that you work for how much like do do you still go to the comic book shops and have like a pull list there and stay up on like what's going on in superman or avengers or wonder woman or anything like that yeah i I keep up i keep up yeah i go i go to you know we both go to a store called anyone comics out in uh crown heights brooklyn I have, I have, I have um, Demetrius convinced me to get a, a, a folder, and he puts books in my he puts my books in my folder, and so I go there every few months when I get a chance to and get some and get some books from there. But I mean, the times I get or like are not have not been superhero related so much. I mean, they it, unless unless uh, uh, artist on is on there I like like um, Lee Lee Weeks or uh, mm-hmm. Larry Stroman or somebody like yeah. that. Right. But I've been getting some. I've been getting some image books like uh, Isola, Low. Mm. Um, I just got this big, this big Sergio Toppy book. Um, uh, some of Lita Martinez from Omni. I got yeah. her. So okay, that's a great book. Um, I've been reading. Oh, I've been reading um, <clears throat> N.K. Jemison's um, Far Sector. Book. Far Sector. Yes. How is that? Oh, that's, 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 that's great. really good. It's Holy really cats! Good. <laughs> yeah. These guys, tell me how you really feel. No men's words. Give it to me. And Jamal straight. Campbell <laughs> is killing it. Jamal Campbell yeah, is like killing it. the artwork on that. He's an amazing right. artist. Gorgeous. So good. good. And, uh, there's some other stuff I'm reading. I just can't think of it right now. I always, I'm always forgetting what I'm reading, but I, I go so, so 
infrequently. Like, like I said, every like every once every three months, I go. So. Jesus, man. Yeah, I'm pretty similar to Steve these days. Like, I have whole lists at two different stores, but I'm not going every Wednesday anymore. So sometimes I'll have them mail them to me, and or sometimes I may do like a quick drive by and get them through a curbside visit. Um, I read. There's four or five industry websites that I read five days a week. And that's mm-hmm. how I keep up on what's going on. Also, you'll see things on Twitter sometimes before you even see it on one of the websites. So I basically try to keep up on everything that's going on in the industry because we're all interconnected and something at another company is going to affect me in some way, shape or form. Okay. Well, I, and of course, I got to show a bit of root in excellence. I've been getting those books too as well. Okay. Yeah, Excellence is one of the best monthly comics That's good. coming out. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, it's really great. I haven't got seven yet, so I got I got Brave the Yeah, Rome you need to get on. Uh, yeah, you need to get on seven. I just read that. It's so it's really dope. I gotta um, get it too. Joe, I got a question for you, man. Um, I, I sure. just saw, uh, maybe about a week or so ago, that they were saying that. All of the stuff that was going on finally with DC and Milestone has been settled, and that okay. there is there is they are actually conti- starting to continue new work. Should we have our fingers crossed? Because I've been dying in like three years ago. They put out all this stuff, and there was this amazing Ken Lashley image of uh, Icon and Rocket, and all these just random shots. It's great static. Uh, shot and all this stuff that never happened because of this lawsuit and now finally they're saying that the lawsuit's been settled and they're moving forward should we be holding our breath i spoke with someone of the highest authority on this on tuesday and i asked that person is this real and the person said yes so i believe it's going to happen the question is who are the people that are going to be shepherding it? Okay. Right? Because I feel like there are only a few people who are qualified to do it. Yeah, no doubt. And the question is, will the publisher employ any of those people to do it? Or will they pick someone who maybe has the best intentions but quite frankly is unqualified because they haven't walked in the shoes and they haven't lived the life to shepherd this universe into the 21st century. Okay. So for me, that's, that's the core question. Okay. Cool. Okay. So how long before they come to you and (laughs) say, Joe, make this happen for us? Or are they, in the living room now and you're just waiting for the show to be over. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know the way that I do business, right? So I don't telegraph, like you read it and it's reality and then we can all have the conversation. I will tell you that there are four people that are qualified for the job and I am one of them. And if the publisher was to come to me, then we could have a conversation. But that would depend on how expansive their thinking is, their level of wisdom, 
and whether in the wake of horrifying tragedy and a turn of the corner for America, if they are willing to actually be an agent of change or continue to provide lip service. Now I want to know who the other three are. <laughs> I don't even really? know. You really, you really want to? You really want to know? Yeah. Like, Harriet, wait. You want to know? Yeah. Plus Harriet, that's a sure way to get him killed. Okay. So there's four people who are, there's, there's, there's four people, right? There's four people, right? And that's it, right? It's Reginald Hudlin, it's Dennis Cowan, it's Christopher Priest, and it's me. Okay, I would I would read all of that. Okay, cool, fine, sure. That's it. Yep. All right. Works for me. That's Sign it. me up. Sign yep. me up. Well, well, then we will know whether or not they're serious when the next bit of news comes out about. Uh, That's right. You, you, so. you will know. <laughs> okay. Right? Because right. right now, I mean, listen, like the time for reindeer games is over. Right. Amen. You know, we're in a, we're in a critical point in American society, and you've got companies that are utilizing social media and claiming that they care about black lives. Okay, I wanna see the reparations Literally just that follows this, those words, right? Because right now, that's it, right? We are no longer in the era of scraps. We are no longer in the era of gestures as a stage one, right? No. We, are in we are in defense condition four. And yeah. the only thing that can be provided is something on the scale of reparations. Reparation. Anything other than that is basically lip service. Said, oh, oh, lip service, don't need it. I said, no, nope. no, nope. need nope. it. No. Nope. Pack your bags. Take your bags. Take your bags. Get on out of here. Pack them bags. Joe, it sounds as though. Pack your bags. Pack your bags. Pack your bags. Sing the gospel. Sounds as though, Joe. You're not. You ain't gonna wait no more to get this freedom. That's what it sounds like. Oh, DJ Shameless, no promotion. Hey, man. Hey, man. It don't hurt that Joe is sitting there looking like he's looking down at the camera, looking yeah. like he's looking like the it's black just, godfather, where not, it won't be nothing but reparations <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, on the lip service. My God. I swear to God, Amen. if your man pulls out a handkerchief and dabs his forehead on my <laughs> I, I, I said, I don't know, want it, no books. It's funny you say that. I, 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 I do have this thing right here. So Look at him. Maybe Look before at him. the end of this show, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. Let's see how hot and heavy it gets in here. Word. No, said, I have seen. <laughs> I said, I done seen. <laughs> At one point, I done seen a point in time when I don't have to sit here and act like this, this boulevard name change. That mural, that mural, that fireman without an arrest or a conviction. I don't want none of it. I don't want none of it. 
unless it comes with you running them pockets. Okay. Yeah. Running pockets, running pockets, running pockets. Well, come on now, let's go. Go get come on, started. Steve. I done been cooped up. I need to get oh. Draw us a flag, Steve. We need a flag, Steve. <laughs> Steve over there on the organ. Steve on the bass, egging him on. Come on now. Six and eight, let's go. And two and three. <laughs> come on now. You know he is. Go ahead, Steve. Steve. Steve the one that catch the spirit first. You know Steve a dance nymph. That's Steve, true. The first one's like, wow. Get up, Steve. I can't cool that down. I can't. I'm not man enough to cool that down. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my lord. I might, yeah, someone's gonna get hurt. You're so funny. You're so modest. It's funny. <laughs> oh. It's funny. Oh yeah. god. Whew. Okay. Oh, the of it all. <laughs> almost lost it again. <laughs> I said almost lost it again. <laughs> Y'all wasn't here for the first time. The light was taken from me, but it's back. I said it's back. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. The I world does not, not know what happened when Kennedy got good internet, ladies and gentlemen. Excellent. Excellent. Y'all just don't know. Oh, it's over. It is over, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, it's time, uh, for, it's time for me to put air conditioner on. <laughs> Um, it's it, it's funny that you mentioned that, Joe. Um, we were talking about like lip service and everything. Um, Randy was pointing out earlier. I don't know if you're you you. I don't know if you're aware of this. You're Joe Illich. Um, Time Magazine actually ran an article, I believe, this week with all the talk about defunding cops and people taking a different look at law enforcement and everything like that. They all of a sudden <laughs> felt the need to run some article about, well, we maybe need to take a look at uh, the superheroes and the how straight and white many of them have been portrayed as over the years um, and looking at all that genre, all that genre and perusing the article as well written as it was that seemed like another piece of just uh, go on say it go on call it like it is it's like call another- it call it call it like it is yeah, ain't little piece of distraction, distractionary BS my, myself distractionary <laughs> And, uh, that's that's what I called it. That's what I called it. I don't I know what you called too. it, Joe. I'm sure what you've seen you this see? article. I'm Joe, you know, you, like you know, just my thing is right. Um, I'm just not interested in temporary. So, for example, um, Juneteenth, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone in their mm-hmm. Juneteenth images and Juneteenth statements, and it's like, well, what are you going to do for me on the 20th of June? Right. Got you. What are you going to do for me on the 7th of July? What are you going to do for me on the 9th of October? Right. That's the thing. It's like, I don't care about what you have to say to me when it's obvious. Mm -hmm. I care what you have to say to me when no one is looking. Okay. When it's most difficult for you. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, 
so that Time Magazine article, for example, if they're going to really have the discussion like that, then they've got to have a really diverse roundtable to have the conversation, right? Right. And like, let's just keep it real. And Randy, I think you'll really be able to identify with this, right? When you when you kind of frame it, the conversation as there's a problem with white superheroes, that's the wrong conversation, right? Because I have love for Superman. Um, I think Chris Evans as Captain America is truly one of the best superhero representations I've seen, mm-hmm. right? Like Steve Rogers yeah. isn't white to me. He's just yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's just a yeah. good human being, right? right. So the right. problem is not the white superheroes, right? The problem is that that is usually the first image you see, just like God, right? When you first see images of God, God is a white man. God is not a woman. God is not some other representation. God is a white man, which is pretty interesting considering the existence of God precedes gender and race. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting that somehow preceding gender and race, God is a white man. You know what I mean? So it's those kinds of things where we have to discuss why is there a default? Why does the image of heroism have a default? Right. It really shouldn't. You know what I mean? So that's the thing. So unless you're going to have the real conversation, I'm not really interested in the, in the faux woke conversations. Well. I like this, wow. man. Ooh. Yeah, there's been a, there's been a few of these. Um, um, there's a couple of people that are online, and so their new thing is I'm going to I'm going to talk smack about Batman because you know he could be doing this that the other thing to save Gotham as opposed to beating up bad guys. Or um, there was one about Beast, and there was one about Wonder Woman. And it's like, how about maybe we talk about who's in the rooms writing the characters? As opposed to the character, like it, it right. just, it doesn't, it, it seems like another one of these things to try and jump into something when you don't really know a whole lot about it, but it, it's out there in the, in the larger, in the larger medium. So it's like, well, let me get a, a piece of this too, without really knowing anything about it. But, but right. I know what we're doing, I know, but I know it will get me some, some clicks. You know what I'm saying? That's how it exactly. Is. Exactly. And that's not journalism, right? Right. Journalism is not when you talk about, um, when you talk about a television series that's made off of a show and you only mention the writer, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's Mm -hmm. not journalism, right? Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, like if you're going to approach this, like be a journalist, talk different people and talk to different people from different categories, right? I remember I read some interview that was all about the the collapse of the direct market due to COVID-19 and all that. And they spoke to a bunch of retailers and all the retailers were white men. And I'm like, that is the, that was the net you cast. And that was what you got. You didn't get any women retailers. You didn't get, you know, like Ariel Johnson, 
Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's what you got? So that's what you even got in New York? There's retailer diversity in New York City, and as there should be. So that's the thing. It's like, it's like do the work. Do the work for the real story, not the fast story. There you go. Well, I mean, that, that, but that's the story as old as time, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We have Joe Illich. We have N. Stephen Harris here on the show tonight. They we're going to be talking about all the things going on in their careers. Um, but we're touching on some of the news items that have hit the airwaves recently. And there was one big news item that Kennedy dropped a bomb on us that got emailed to her. And it came from a particular person. What was that, K-Bells? Bro, um, Steve over here hit me up in the messages talking about some life-altering, trek-altering, universe-mind-blowing news that apparently your boy, Yafet Koto, who I knew from Alien, but apparently did a bunch of other things, including Homicide Life in the Streets with Giancarlo Esposito, which apparently I need to see because Giancarlo Esposito is amazing. No, but, but it was, it was Giancarlo Esposito and Andre Brown, like the okay, three of them. I got you, like, I got you. Apparently it's dope. But what's even could be doper is apparently Yafet Koto turned down the opportunity to be Jean-Luc Picard. Wow. Or wow. Star Trek: The Next Generation, and this, and, and it was and Stephen Harris. Steve, you were the one yeah. that brought this, bro. this, bro. This, dropped bro. this bomb to Kennedy. I guess I was. Yeah, I was shocked. Was you, I, I was shocked. I got something that she didn't know about Star Trek. I was like, "What? <laughs> you got me." I, I said I posted on Facebook. I tagged Lynn. I tagged George Carmona. I tag. I would have tagged Kenny on Facebook, but she, she, um, she left Facebook a while. I took the red pill. <laughs> so I, I said, but I had to hit her up. So I hit her up on Instagram about it, uh, and uh, I was, cause I was just, I was, I was, I was, I was down a rabbit hole. I was um, looking up reference. <laughs> I was looking up reference for different headshots of, for for a project, and one thing led to another. One thing, Yafiko led to alien, the alien, no, alien led left Yafiko and Yafiko. I said, what? What? I said, what's this about his? I saw his face self self uh, superimposed. On a Star Trek uh, body, I thought it was I thought the first was a uh, Cisco, but it was uh, was a uh, card. I said, "What is this?" So I read it further, and I was trying to make sure it was real. And it was right. got a quote from him. Got a quote from him, and it came out. The article came out in uh, April 2020. I said, "This is well, relatively recent. It's real recent." And so I hit up people as if they, if they knew about this, and to my amazement, they didn't. People didn't know about it. Wow. That would have been something. Could <sighs> you imagine the potential of that show? One, two, the impact on it culturally. Three, the impact and the implications that could have been in the Star Trek universe. Like, imagine how, like we were saying, Q would have been done episode one, bro. Like, that would have been it. You would have got jabbed. You know what I'm saying? Like, hard. Uh, you know, and I just think about... You wouldn't have to wait 10 years for the slap, right? Yeah, right. No, exactly. wouldn't have to wait for it. It could have been happens. When I think about the story development potential that was possible there, right? When I think about um, the impact that it could have had, like, who knows what young Black person would have seen that and been like, dang, I could captain a ship one day and I could be bad at 
bad about it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to take any guff from some intergalactical, interdimensional omnipresence twine. I could jab him in the face because I got these pips, son. This is my enterprise, dog. You see this? You see these bulkheads? My new needs is my bulkheads out here. You know what I mean? Like, who knows what rocket scientists, what team of rocket scientists and engineers that representation could have spawned in 1987. Why did Mr. Koto say no? He said no because uh, he, he was, people, actors at that time were more about movies and he was in the movie lane and he thought TV would step down. Ooh, imagine. Yeah, because yeah, you got to remember, because you got to remember when Star Trek The Next Generation um, started in 1987. First of all, it was it was a dare that they were going to be rebooting Star Star Trek at, at all, and right. they were also and so and on top of that, they were taking the risk that it was going to be syndicated. So it's not like it was going to a network. This was the early days of syndication, the syndicated right. television. As a matter of fact, this is one of the, the shows that made syndicated television what it was for the late '80s and '90s. This was the show that proved that these Uh-oh. shows could be a hit. So I can understand Yafid Koto at that time, like to uh, Randy's point, um, I think that it may be either right around the time of Homicide Life on the Streets or maybe a little bit before it. Um, But he definitely was in movie mode at that time because like you said, Kennedy, you knew him from Alien. Uh, Mm -hmm. He he was, I mean, he was a a few years removed from being in James Bond, but he was definitely in black, in a lot of black movies uh, at that time as well. I can see him saying like, you know, man, I'm I'm, going to ride this out and and make this money. Um, And and not... Like in the mid-70s? Yeah, Yeah, in the uh, mid-70s. Live and let die. Then Alien. And then Alien, yeah. All I know... Does anybody else remember the Idi Amin movie he did? Yes. Am I the only one? Okay, all right. No, yeah. Good. All I can think about is the lost potential, right, of of what kind of conversations that could have spawned in the consumer realm, but also what kind of headway could have been made from a sociopolitical, from a cultural political standpoint in those writers' rooms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As somebody like Yafet Koto, period, in the captain's chair, a lot of focus is going to be on how that character is developed and how that influences the rest of the franchise, really, for all intents and purposes. So they would have had to have those really difficult discussions then. They might not have gone as well as they should have. You know, they don't have the... The, the tenure the work has put in is we have, but they at least could have started gotten that that framework built, therefore making it a little easier for shows in the uh, mid '90s, late '90s, early 2000s to jump off. That have people who look like us in these positions of power, not only externally through the media, but also internally in terms of the creative process. Like this is what we mean by reparations. Like it's great that you want to address the fact that there hasn't been a whole lot of representation in media, but like Joe was saying, that's only because there's not a lot of representation and work being put in, in the very fundamental arenas that where all that stuff is important. Um, true. Uh, action figure expert also reminded that Yafit Koto was in the that's running right. Man. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I liked uh, Running Man. I love that movie. Uh, the movie's ridiculous. Running Man was well, good. I, we're about we're literally about ten minutes away from running it. 
Ten minutes. Oh, oh. Ten? <laughs> Ten minutes, dude. <laughs> okay. Ten minutes. I'm thinking one. <laughs> I mean, listen, things things are things are bad. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. It, it this I mean, this does not I mean, you literally cannot recognize the this world there's no anymore. there's no point of reference for this. I mean, there's no. comparable points of references from previous, you know, global pandemics or local right. pandemics, disease, infectious type stuff, but you layer that on top of all of the civil reckoning that's happening, right? It's not even unrest at this point. It's a reckoning. Like people are being yep. forced to have these conversations where they might have to, you know, reevaluate who they are as an individual, let alone how they interact with their fellow individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, but imagine if like a time traveler were to like examine this, <laughs> this universe, right? This, this time stream right now. This season of Netflix, we're at that point where it could literally branch off into anything. You know what I mean? Like, you know how black music from from plantation times pretty much spawned all of music in a in a weird behind interwoven way. Yeah. Like this is that point. This could be Mad Max. This could be the Matrix. This could be Terminator. This could be um, well, not Blade Runner, because we got past we we've passed it somehow. This could be the World War Three that spawned Zephyr Cochran to launching us into, you know, post light or faster than light civilization. Who knows? Like any given, like a post-apocalyptic thing that has existed in literature or media in general is feasible right now. And yeah. I, I just, I don't understand how there's literally all these examples of what could happen if we don't check ourselves and we're still we're at still that point. Yeah. Like it's, it's old, like this is not a new genre. This didn't happen in 2002. Oh, let's do all this post-apocalyptic cool survival stories. No fam. Like this was, when was 1984 written? Like, come on, this is Soylent yeah. Green all over again. Like there's literally products on the market called Soylent. Soylent. Yeah, I saw that too. I, I saw that. I was like, they're not even hiding it anymore. Nope. My point is. Nope. We don't, we don't learn the lessons. We don't learn the lessons from all the science fiction films and the books. We don't learn the lessons, right? It's like, you know, here's the dangers of AI. Oh, we're going to make AI. Oh, we're right. going to make robot servants. Oh, we're going to make, we're going to make robot dogs. Like, honestly, Worst idea there, is no good, there is no good purpose for a robot dog. No, right? a robot dog only exists for warfare. That's it. We right? I'm sorry for what? For warfare? Warfare. <laughs> Joe, I thought you were going to say entertainment or selfish. No, reason. no, no. Warfare. Warfare. Military How? industrial complex. Send How? robot dogs into hazardous territories that men that women, that soldiers cannot survive in. That's it. You know, it's not even black mirror metalhead where robot dogs are protecting manufacturers' toys. It is global warfare and nothing less than that. Wow. I That's the only purpose for a robot dog. Let alone to Say it again? Fiction. We barely, hmm? we barely pay attention to history, let alone science fiction. That's something that's made up. Yeah, right. Well, the thing is, we don't know history. Right. Yeah. We don't know history That's because true. history is subdivided and edited. 
<laughs> so exactly. any history we get isn't even history. It's a remix. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. an history alternate history. Right. Right? Which, which, what it is. which you would think having people with such strong disinterest in familiarizing themselves with history because of the fact that it's been edited or for whatever other reason, right? You would think that a genre like science fiction that doesn't hit the nail on the head as directly as history lessons would, people would be like, oh, wow, maybe I shouldn't say racist things. Maybe I shouldn't be racist. Like, you you would think that something that we created, that was created rather in with the sheer purpose of stepping away from history, right? To look towards the future, look towards possible realities, to speculate uh, in the realms of fiction, that people would listen to it. And it's just wild. It blows my mind that somehow in 2020, we don't A, have, you know, hover bikes, right? Two, that I still got to worry about, you know, having to jab somebody's racist eye at the grocery store. I I don't know. For some reason, that was a strange leap to me from wanting to hover bites to jabbing people in their in their throat. I'm saying like we shouldn't be there. You know what I mean? Like I shouldn't I shouldn't have to worry about your racist aunt saying something ignorant to me in the grocery store where she deserves getting punched in the mouth. That's what I'm saying. But just not in 2020. But to certain people, racism was so good to them. They had such a good time doing. Right. It's it's, it's a crack crack that won't get up their back. It's a monkey that won't get up their back. They need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, there there are some people who that is their idea of America. You know, I mean that that's their idea of making America great again. So, um, and it, what they don't appreciate is now that they're they're being called out for it because they um, they weren't hiding in in. In, in 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 shadows, they weren't in the shadows. But the mm-hmm. thing was, is that they thought that nobody could break the code of all the things that they were saying they were doing. It's like, no, we broke that code a long time ago. We just finally right. got people to 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 listen to us. It meant, unfortunately, the the unfortunate part about it is that it took eight minutes and forty six seconds until people would finally uh, pay attention and and listen. Um, mm-hmm. Because we've been at this for a whole lot longer than eight minutes and four seconds, but it, well, but, but it was those eight minutes that finally got people to woke to wake up and like, oh my god, I never, I never realized you just wasn't, you just wasn't. Uh. See, I don't even buy that. I was on I internet radio for a second. If we, okay, I don't even buy that. You knew. Don't sit here and, and feed me this, right? You knew. You knew your grandmother was saying racist stuff in Thanksgiving. You knew your uncle was a homophobe. You knew that you, this cousin was a, a, you know, a transphobic person who had violent tendencies. You know this. You've been known this. You just relied on the fact that society built these little constructs to prevent you from being called out by it because you were the dominant force in the space. And now, like Len said, you can't ignore it anymore. There's, a, you can't. And 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 there's time is. It's it's a cumulative effect. It wasn't even. The murder. The murder was the last act right. in a long narrative. And when you take the fluid bomb of COVID nineteen, when you take the fluid bomb of a global pandemic, right. 
and economic collapse, right. right? Right. And then you add a succession of murders, mm-hmm. culminating in this one, right? You're talking. You're talking about a cumulative effect, right? And you know the thing about science fiction that's kind of crazy in humanity is the fact that we can travel to the stars, but we kill one another because of skin color. That's such an amazing paradox that yeah. we are capable of such intellectual and profound feats, mm-hmm. and then also capable of such ridiculous stupidity. Yeah. yeah. From the root word ridicule and the root word stupid. Right. So right. that's Octavia Butler up there. In her book, um, Lilith's Brood, it's part of the Xenogenesis series. There's uh, the alien species that has pretty much saved humanity and also doomed it at the same time. Um, when the title character is like, why are you doing this to us? Leave us alone. Let us go. The alien response was, you all have this bizarre juxtaposition of potential where your intellectual capability is so immense, but you are all caught in this weird behind primordial hierarchy mindset where you can't get over your own BS long enough to do the things you are more than capable of doing, let alone tackle the stuff that might be challenging so that you may excel. Exactly. One of the reasons that there's a number of reasons why the Watchmen HBO show is superior to the Watchmen graphic novel. But Mm -hmm. one of them is because the Watchmen HBO show totally eliminates the fallacy that if all of humanity had one enemy, it would unite, right? Because the climax of the Watchmen graphic novel is that Adrian Veep creates the single enemy that all humanity has and will unite together in a new golden age. But the Watchmen show shows that there is no single enemy right. that will unite us past our ignorances because right now our alien is the global pandemic mm-hmm. right the coronavirus is our um genetically engineered alien that adrian Veet created and what did we do in the face of a pandemic which is indiscriminate which crosses all borders which goes around this entire globe what do we do in the face of that the same old garbage so that's who humanity is, right? Right. And that's a shame. And that's I'm a tragedy here, of us. I'm just over here writing up the paperwork for the first church of Joe Illich. That's all I'm doing. Don't mind. <laughs> that right there, that right there was, was, was the, the, I hadn't even considered that about the, the coronavirus <clears throat> being that very thing. Because that's one of the things I consider a lot. Like it, one of the few things that I really got out of Watchmen was the hope that maybe if there were something we could figure it out, you know, we as a, as a, as a, as a human species could figure it out. Hey, maybe if we all work together, we would get this thing right. And the fact that this, this is that thing and we haven't gotten it right. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm right. saying? That's tragic. Here we go. Build me a bunker. <laughs> 
I, it, it is very tragic, and uh, I think what is, is more tragic is that this conversation has dulled the light of N. Stephen Harris. He came on the show <laughs> just bubbly with, with glee, and now look at him. He's, he looks, oh, he, looks man. Defeat, he looks defeated. Steve, what's the matter? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, just, I'm, I'm listening okay. intently. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm here. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Now it can be told. Steve, yeah. you know why I love needling at you as much as I do? Why is that, why is that Lenny? Lenny. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> you've, earned, you've earned that one, bro. I'll give you that. <laughs> you've earned it. You've earned it. You've earned it. You know why I, 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 I love needling you? Because... Uh-huh. Every comic book convention that I go to, I swear to you not, every comic book convention I go to, there are two guys who are on the lips of every artist and writer that I speak to, surely within like about the first 10 minutes that I talk to them. And it is you and Eric, Eric Battle, right? Um, and the first thing and we all, know why. Well, well, we all we all know why. And we know why. <laughs> We all know why, but the what? reason why we're going to talk what? about on this on these FCC related uh, airwaves is because I want to know why. <laughs> I didn't know we were going into the restricted section. I want to know. The re- but, but seriously, the reason why is because everyone has like I mean they have mad respect for both of y'all, but Eric is almost like the artist artist. Everybody like just like kneels at the. the the altar of Eric and everybody says that you and probably along with Chuck Chuck Collins is like that you two are like the two of the, the nicest dudes in the comic book industry and mm-hmm. and I believe that it's so but it also pisses me off because I'm nice too and I want to be where you are <laughs> so wow so because I'm jealous I pick at you and, and, and and that is really what it is. That's totally what it is. I actually have nothing but sincere love for you, bro. But I'm jealous Aww, of you, your, 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 your big, dumb smile and, and everybody loving you. And, and then you cut your locks and then everybody's like, oh, my God, Steve, they loved you even more. It's like, get the hell out of here. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> hater juice. Look at this hater juice. I've been doing this no-hair thing for years, man. <laughs> we're all getting splashed by the hater juice. Look, it, it's, we're 10 years young, man. I can Now it can be told. This, this is what it is. Wow. <laughs> that's wild. All truths revealed in the final year of the Black Tribble. <laughs> yep. uh, yo, I'm here for it. What else? What else? Oh, my Len, Len, Len was... was... <laughs> I can't even. Never mind. That's not FCC regulated. George Kimona says that Steve is planning the revolution. Oh, I know that much is true. Say, oh, I, I got a hot take. I got a hot take. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. Um, uh, I got this from a uh, uh, um, a talk show radio host back oh, back in the day. He would say he would say he would talk politics and whatnot and black stuff. And he said one time, one day we need to stop saying um, this and that is because we're black. And because we didn't do anything wrong, we all we we act as if we we you know we we respond to things as if it's our fault. So we change our hair, we change our 
skin, we change our eye color, our um, features. So maybe we should change the dynamic and say it's because they're white. Mm. I mean, yeah. Because they mm. do, it's not, it's, not, it's not us. We didn't do anything wrong. We are set upon because of whiteness, because whiteness of how whiteness is seen in America and across the world. And when, so if we get a job and we're fired, it's, it's probably, due, if it's due to discrimination, it's because they're white, not because we're black. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Because we, because we, 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 we done so many jumping jacks, gymnastics, right. going through hoops to, to, to appease uh, whiteness that it, 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 it kills us. And we've done nothing wrong. Yeah, and so we got if we if we can't say it, we at least we got to put it in our minds. Not because we're black; it's because they are white. It's because of whiteness in America that this is happening to us. The paradigm of whiteness. whiteness, whiteness everywhere. Not to cut you off, like literally every single other ethnic group has been affected by European colonialism and imperialism, and you know, economic influence, social influence. Like you're saying, like mm -hmm. yeah, there's nothing wrong with with the way South Indian people look if they're dark skinned, like there's, they shouldn't feel the pressure like you yeah. all were saying of, of having to lighten their skin or worse, you know, like mm -hmm. I, it's just, it's mind boggling how that has been the case for so long. And only now everyone has, you know, feel like, Hey, maybe we should kind of get together on this. Like now you, now you you want to come to class? We don't, we don't, we, we ready to take the midterm. You over here with your, with your little composition book and your number two pencil without a sharpener. Do you want to know what we doing? Fam. Go well, the reason they want to come to, they want to come to class now because it affects profit margins. That's right. right. Tell them, tell them, Joe, tell them, Joe. Right. right. Because oh. when you have, when you have all these corporations Jesus. pledging an allegiance and support to black lives, it is because if they do not do that, then they are publicly on the wrong side of history. Right. And the black buying power, if mobilized to take an exodus from any of these corporations, it will impact them, yes. right? And then there's the next layer, right? which is the marketing of being an ally. Yeah, so right. since you are publicly an ally, you can leverage yourself in that direction. Mm -hmm. So that means you can profit in two ways in the aftermath of black tragedy, right? right? right. And so that's why we have to watch them and see how they perform. Now, as everyone here knows, I think, there are three particular comic book companies that tweeted support for Black Lives and that Black Lives Matter or some variation of such after the George Floyd murder. Mm -hmm. And so that, I believe, was Black Tuesday, June 2nd. So I have made an appointment in my Google calendar to catch up with those three companies in six months and see what they have done over those six months. Yay. And if they have not made substantive efforts 
and take in substantive actions, a series of actions that coincide with their tweets by December 2nd, then there's going to be another reckoning because I will not accept companies uplifting themselves on the backs of black horses. Again, still, to this right? day. Right. Well, well, speaking to that, Joe, and, and moving just a, a little bit into what you're, you know, what you're a part of now as a managing co-editor on, with uh, Heavy Metal, one of the leading and longest running uh, anthology uh, series in the in genre storytelling from science fiction to fantasy to horror and everything like that. Um, speaking to that, let's, 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 let's put it right there on the table. Yeah. When you got into heavy metal, when you got into that company, what did you see happening there? Were they already, you know, um, walking the, talking the talk and walking the walk? You're right. right. So, you know, it's interesting. Philadelphia. <laughs> She's, so, doing, she's doing business. She's doing business. Go, go, go. No, as well she should. <laughs> I always, re- I always respect Kennedy's hustle. So, always. So, you know, I started there as co-managing editor in February. Um, I was honored to recently be promoted to executive editor. Yeah, and congratulations. Thank you very much. And to me, what I love about heavy metal is it's a climate of merit right? Where people get opportunities because they're good and because Mm -hmm. they prove themselves to have a certain level of creative and business acumen, they're rewarded, right? That is what the dream is. The dream is you get opportunities because you are good at your job. You get promoted because you're better than average at your job. So, the dream is not affirmative action. The dream is not quotas. The dream is if you're good, the doors are open to you, mm-hmm. right? So let's take a look at heavy metal. Then let's look at all the other companies in comic books or adjacent to the comic book space, right? Are there any black people at the executive level at any of these other companies? I don't think so. Right? So if you believe in equal opportunity, but your company masthead, your staff does not reflect that, then we have a paradox. Mm -hmm. Right? And to say that we believe in equality, but somehow we fail to come across people from different demographics with the business skills that we need in this company, that does not compute. It does not compute. And so Heavy Metal is a organization with a masthead of people from different backgrounds, people who don't, not all of us even live in the United States, like the managing editor, Ricardo Yarena, he lives in Mexico. He's a Mexican, he lives in Mexico with his wife, right? So that's the thing. So in coming on board, it's really about who are the best people for the job. And the CEO, Matthew Medney, the publisher, David Irwin, 
that's what they're in support of. So that's the thing. So if these other companies did the same thing, we would be talking about something different, right? right? right. So, so that's what it's about. So I really am having a lot of fun here. It's a brand of legend, right? Heavy metal has been around since 1977. Who hasn't seen the 1981 heavy metal animated film? I first discovered heavy metal when I was 13 years old, going to the high school young. park design in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, I know. I wasn't <laughs> supposed to see it, but I but I did. You know what? The heavy metal movie? No, um, <laughs> yeah, no. But um, just like that's the thing. Their imprint in global culture means that being there comes with a responsibility, which I take seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of just inviting people to the table because they're good, right. because they have the skills, because they have different perspectives on science fiction and fantasy and art. And you're going to see you're going to see things kick off. You're going to see that as we go along. Right. So it's about quality and it's about acknowledging that people from different backgrounds have quality capabilities and quality visions to share with the world. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to revisit this conversation December 2nd and see exactly what you're doing <clears throat> with heavy metal. Yep. Dude. Dude. Well, well, De- well, December 2nd is the reckoning of these three companies if they don't, if they don't show improve. I understand. I understand. You know, heavy metal, I would say start with issue 300, which comes out August 19th. That's the, that's the beginning of the new era of the company. Okay. Oh, word. All right. Okay. Issue three hundred yeah. in August. Yeah. All right. Oh, All right, Joe. Joe has and that to my pull list. <laughs> I appreciate it. You will not be disappointed. Okay. All right, Joe. All right, Joe. When y'all gonna do another movie? That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the other movie. <laughs> I need well. the heavy devil. Look, dude. I I I I lived on dark. Dark nights in my basement with the heavy heavy metal movie on VCF on VCR for a good yep. five six years. Um, great, look, great movie. Look, and, and Stephen Harris will tell you about that. How do you think he got them locks watching heavy metal? <laughs> Just chilling. Wow. Just chilling and twisting. Wow. Don't, don't, don't worry, Steve. Len just mad because you was able to hold on to your locks longer than he was his. Don't be mad. It's all right. He just jealous. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, <laughs> that's wow. I can't even compete in that conversation. Can't even. But um, I'm like Dante. We can't even. I would. I would have held on to him longer if I had to go that trip to uh, Algeria. Mm. I tried wow. to cut for the um for the um the uh the the. Uh, Passport photo. Uh, it's a world traveling artist right see, over here. World traveling artist. I could see myself get a photo with all these patches in my head with locks missing on the passport photo. So I got some news cutting off right now. Oh, man. That, wow. oh, that's why. Wow, that you makes gave me it sad. up for the government. The government made you give it up. Okay. <laughs> it was overdue, man. I meant to give up last year, but uh, the hair was thinning, man. I remember you were talking about it. Yeah, the hair was I had I, I was it was it was long overdue. Well you you, you rock it well, bro. Yeah, hey, hey, it's good. You still you, you look good. You look good, Steve. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Right. Mm. 
Fire. Now he buttering you up because he know what you could do with a newspaper. Don't buy the BS neither. <laughs> Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, some people don't know that story. They don't know that story about Radical Steve. I was not the air, man. <laughs> Steve do damage with the New York Times. That's all I'm saying. Wow. And he ain't talking about the Wow. So, so before I don't want to uh, run out of too much time because I want to uh, spend a little bit of time. I know. Uh, Joe, you're you're rocking and doing things with heavy metal, and we can't wait to see the 300 um, issue in August. But I believe not long after that, you've got another book that is going to be dropping from Humanoids um, w- that you're doing with Hannibal Taboo and oh 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 Miss Lathan, I believe. I don't want to mispronounce her. Uh, get her name. Meredith Laxton. Laxton, I'm sorry, Meredith Laxton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you just stuck on Sinai Lathan. That's where you are. I know that. I know that's how your head works. Well, that's that's from that Aliens yeah, versus Predator how, talk uh, that Dante had to go and start. It's Dante's fault. No, that's Len. That's just Len. That's just Len. That's all. That's all that was. That's all that was. That's right. He was Sinai Lathan thing. Well, I, I am, but first and foremost, I'm a Nia Long fan. Um, oh, we know that. Okay. But, and, okay. and first, of, okay. and first and foremost, I'm a Joe Illich fan. Right? You're very, you're very kind. I'm so, Joe so the, well, I've, I've, I've seen you in tights, Joe. So I know. So go ahead, <laughs> Joe. Talk about. <laughs> okay. Talk about. Okay. Wow. How do I follow that up? So, the, so the graphic novel, the graphic novel you're talking about is called MPLA Sound. I don't know. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a whack at beating me in tights. Let's see. <laughs> let's see how I do. But um, God, the, the so, jokes. So many chokes. <laughs> so, the MPLS sound, which is short for the Minneapolis sound, right? Right. Which uh-huh. is the musical movement that came out of Minneapolis. Um, when you think about the face of that movement you're talking about prince rogers nelson right god rest his soul and so mpls sound which is co-written by myself and hannibal taboo illustrated by meredith laxton colored by tan chu and we have a great cover by jen bartell who's like a legend in and of herself um published by humanoids so it's basically about a black woman named Teresa booker and her attempt to create a band a funk music band that can go up against all of the white rock bands in a quest to become Prince's band, right? So this story takes place between 1980 and 1983. And if you were gonna fit it in between the raindrops of history, it would precede the creation of the revolution, which was in 1983, right? So it's historical fiction and it's really about this black woman's struggle to create a band that can actually have an impact in Minneapolis. Because at that time, there was a company called Twin Tone Records. And Twin Tone Records basically dominated the Minneapolis sound. And they were the ones responsible for hiring a lot of white male rock bands. Okay. So even, so people like Prince and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and Morris Day in the time, they were actually, they were kind of like the rebels in relation to 
most of the Minneapolis scene. So Prince and his people, they carved out their space, mm-hmm. right? And they carved it out hard and planted their flag. And so the lead character in this story, Teresa Booker, she grew up on Jimi Hendrix and Parliament, and her father was an attempted musician, and it didn't work out. And Prince, the presence and impact of Prince inspires her to create a band called Star Child. And it's really about that journey. It's about her personal journey, creating this band and fighting the odds. And it's about the rise of Star Child and why Star Child did not remain in the history books. Why, why is there Prince and the Revolution and not Prince and Star Child? What is that story? So this fictional story is actually going to give you a bit of a portrait of what Minneapolis was like in those days, what the music scene was. And so for me, it was really an honor to be involved. And when the senior editor for Bree Sapolsky came to me to be a part of this story, he said that for him and for humanoids, it was very important that black writers tell the story. Okay. Right which to me was just like a step in the right direction. And everyone there really provided a lot of guidance. My first editor was Fabrice Bolsky, and then later, later it was Rob Levin. Um, Rob Levin was at DC Comics, and he actually worked with Mr. Harris here on a beloved series called Michael Cray. And now he's a senior editor at Humanoids. And I got to also work with Mark Wade, who's a legendary writer in comics and who is a publisher at Human Rights. Yeah. So the book was originally going to come out October 13th of this year. But as we know, the pandemic really shifted everything. So now the book is coming out April 13th, 2021. You can pre-order it on Amazon. You can pre-order it at your local comic book store. And I'm, it's something I'm really proud of. I think it's a story that speaks to the ongoing struggle and a, especially the struggle of black women. Yeah. Right. I was wondering like, what, that's, what, that's, that's a very particular struggle. Was it that is. what got you most interested in being a part of it? The, the, the idea that this story was going to be coming from a woman's point of view, because like you said, that Minneapolis sound was, you know, uh, Singular. definitely singularly, you know, Prince, Jimmy Jam, Morris Day, you know, um, and the 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 woman's voice wasn't as as prominent. They were if they were, they were mostly in like the background, at least on in right. the front of that. Right. Yeah, that was something I was cognizant of, and I really had to think about. Okay, like what's that about? So where is she, where is she coming from? What's her right. background growing up? Um, And I think part of what I had to think about is that the world was constantly telling her she couldn't do it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So she grew up with the social signaling that her options were limited, right? with the social signaling that she did not have a destiny to be a leader in anything, Mm -hmm. in any context. And so when she decides to do this and she brings all of her all of her characteristics and her strengths to bear, you know, those those strengths are founded in pain. Mm-hmm. Right? 
And so it's about how do you continue when you're constantly told you're not going to win. Right. So that's at the core of the story. Man, that sounds really heavy. Ugh. Hey, man. <laughs> a little triggered, a little triggered, almost. You know. A, a, a sorry, sorry, but no, no, just no, trying no, to show no. the proper respect. This is no. this is this is how I I gotta think about it. I you gotta be real, right? This woman yeah. has never been told you're gonna win, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's real. So Let's many see. of us are, are told, you know, what our capacities are without giving us an opportunity to determine them for ourselves. Yeah. And and that's especially so, I mean, to, to be honest, that's that's a story that, you know, black people in general can can say, but no, no more so than than black women. Um, and it's uh, it's a story, unfortunately, that is as old as time. Um, but I like that it's being told in this context of you know the 80s and funk music and mm-hmm. and actually there's something to be said about this black woman trying to you know um make her her presence and her voice be heard in the wake of such a powerful force and let's call it a power a force that is you know uh genderly ambiguous as, as prince was back mm-hmm. at that time as well so that there's a a lot going on uh there just in the subtext of everything so this mm-hmm. it, it really looks like a uh a very interesting piece of work um meredith laxton's art as i looked at some of the pages um it's very open and allows the story to just you just get wrapped up in the story um humanoids yep. um are one of the more progressive and innovative um comic book publishers out there right now probably alongside image and i would say actually i'm enjoying the books from image and tko i think are doing some great books as well um alongside with it, uh humanoids and shout out to boom studios i mean every everybody else except the big the big two are doing like fantastic innovative uh groundbreaking things and mpls sounds sounds like it's going to be just uh, another notch on, on, uh, on their on their on their belt. I'm just ashamed that it's going to be moving back out to April of 2021, but that'll be a birthday present for me. So I ain't that mad. So wow! All right. Well, Message that's good. And to get dropped. Yep. And, and <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll have to get your address. So, um, but yeah, listen to everything at timing, right? And. Hopefully by that time, our society will be in a place where we can actually congregate again with some new sets of rules and we can have converse and we can have conversations about the book. We can pay tribute to the sound and the people who defined it. And ultimately it's a universal story, right? You know, it's the, it's the universal story of, of just wanting something that just seems out of reach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's human. So um, I'll be happy when it comes out, but you know, to everything, a timing. Aaron Duran on YouTube said, Joe is amazing. Yes, he is Aaron. 
He is, in fact. Well, thank you so much, Aaron. You're very kind. Aaron and I are connected through social media. Really good dude. Yeah. All right. And Aaron was a guest here on the Black Pillar. It was cool. Yeah, that's right. It was all right, so uh, so uh, Steve, we see you sitting over there, bro. What's happening, Why Steve? What's happening in Steve world? Well, What's I'm doing, doing about three or four projects right now. Three or five. I'm not sure. Now, the, the last time you was on here, you said you were doing like about four or five projects. They all top secret. I can't talk about them because because uh, I'm, I'm it's just you know the contracts ain't been signed. You know, like you know we talking monies. You know everything like that. You know they they got to give me the keys to the plane and all this other type of stuff. Now you back on here, five more projects. You know you're living in a condo in Brooklyn. You wow. You you're doing big big things. But can you talk about them? Can you talk? Can you talk about them now, Steve? Can we? I can talk about. I can talk about uh, one of them. See? Okay. All right. All right. Go, Steve. Go. Go. Here, I'm going to give you the full screen. Go ahead, Steve. What you got? <laughs> let, me, let me wipe the sweat bees off my face, okay? It's hot there. Okay, I'm working on, still working on the book, uh, Indigo Clan. I'm on book, uh, book four right now. Uh, still, just, uh, um, I don't know if I said it before, but it is a martial arts, uh, martial arts metaphysical action adventure featuring five young people fighting ancient evil across the world mainly the Western Hemisphere. So they go from uh, okay. America to Central Mexico, Mexico and Central America, to Jamaica, to Colombia, and now Brazil. They're, um, nice. So yeah, I'm, do, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing, I'm drawing a lot. I'm drawing Capoeira, I'm drawing uh, ancient symbols, I'm drawing culture, I'm drawing, uh, goodness, I'm drawing um, dragons, uh, I'm drawing yeah, I'm drawing uh, Asian dragons, Mesoamerican dragons, uh, spiritual dragons, all the spiritual dragons, that, that, and you know, Egyptian stuff I'm drawing, Egyptian uh, symbols, Egyptian deities I'm drawing. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. Man. A lot of people don't know about Mesoamerican dragons. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they're, they're, they're designed, they're, as I'm drawing, they're, sim, you know, they're, they're similar to, no, not quite. They're not wyverns. Quite. Technically, they're Quetzalcoatlis, but they're they're wyverns in that they have wings but no arms and two feet. Dragon yeah, nerd. That's, that's to the Asian dragons, but the Asian dragons are more ornate. Well, no, both more ornate, but a different way. I think the uh, the Mesoamerican dragons are more blocky. They're more blocky. Right. Than, uh, Asian dragons. And I'm and, familiar with uh, Quetzalcoatl uh, because I do Aztec, and that yeah, was with Quetzalcoatl right. uh, and Texcoatl. Well, it's twin brother. I can't. I, I, I didn't even pronounce that word. Yeah, Aztec so, is doing something with uh, a famous family. Excuse the um, the, the, the sounds of the streets. That's I'm cool. doing something with famous. I'm doing. So, I'm, I'm working on something with a, with a famous um, um, famous musical family lineage. Lineage, yes, lineage. Are you uh, doing the Jackson Five comic book? Yes. Um, yeah, nah. Revenge of Latoya. I need it. <laughs> that, that's, that's, oh, something God. I that's some drama I couldn't deal with. That. Right you're doing now. a six. You're doing a six issue miniseries about centipede by Reby Jackson. Go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You need all of that. We love Reby though. That sounds like that's like that sounds like a back end payment type of job. I'm not doing. <laughs> wow. I got are you. you. Doing, I got, are you doing the resurrection of the barge? Is that what you're doing? 
No, no. Is anyone going to start playing Rhythm of the Night? Is that what's going to happen up in here? No, no. Everybody just said fight Isleys. Ooh, the fighting Isleys. Someone's going to start playing The Last Dragon up in here? They'll probably pay me in bad wigs. He said they'll pay him in bad wigs. Wow. Nice. All right, we got we got we got to guess what it is. It's a it's a music group. It's a family. Uh You're never going to guess what this is. Because I know what it is, and you're never gonna guess what it is. It's the Leverts. What? <laughs> <laughs> is it the Leverts? <laughs> it's the Leverts, ain't it? It's the Leverts. <laughs> the laughing Leverts. Yo, Joe was either mad that he didn't think about the Leverts first, or he mad that Dante nailed it. It's one of the two. You know. I wouldn't mind working on a project about the Liberts. <laughs> I mean, to be honest. He did say or, Re- or Rebe. Rebe, for whom I have affection. Is it Menudo? <laughs> Is it Menudo? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a manufacturer. Is it the Jets? You know, I was going to say the Jets. I, the Jets. I was going like to say the Jets. Jets. I like the Jets. They were, they were cute. I like the Jets. That's soft button. I got a crush on you. you. Yeah. Yeah. I love you know it. I love you. I got a crush on you. George, George Kimona says it's a Dina Howard secret agent. Wow. <laughs> she, she runs around solving crimes with her t-shirts and her panties on. Wow. Is that, is that is that's not it? That's not it. <clears throat> maybe maybe that could be a very special. That could be your entry in the 300th issue of Heavy Metal. Oh my God, Adina <laughs> Howard, secret agent. Joe, you gotta oh find room God. on the back cover. It's for the pinup, if, if only, if only for the oh pinup. Oh my God! Somebody get her on the phone right now. I'll talk to the CEO tomorrow. <laughs> no promises. Let's, let's see what we can. Let's see what we can do about this. <laughs> no promises. Oh my god. Guys, I made a I made a stand-up napkin. Aww. Sorry. Sorry. It's distracting. I apologize. <laughs> so Steve has to keep it secret. Y'all y'all gotta stop pressuring him. He's got he's gotta respect the contract. He's gotta respect the NDA. I, I understand, I understand, brother guy. Wait. Are Vernon Murphy, former rapper from uh what's the name of that group? Uh, what was the name of uh, Vernon Murphy's group? And Eddie Murphy coming back together and doing an album together? Remember, <gasps> Vernon was a rapper. He was in... Uh, what was the name of that group? Who was Vernon Murphy? Eddie's, <laughs> Eddie's youngest brother. Wow. He was in... Oh, my God. What was the name of that group? I can picture him in my head, too. They, had, they actually had a couple of hits. They had a couple of hits. They didn't have a couple yes, of they hits. Did. Yes, See, they now did. you mention Eddie Murphy. I got party all the time. Yes. Circling <laughs> in my head now. Rick James and well you Martin. should. And well you should. Action figure <laughs> expert says maybe it's the Brady Bunch. Maybe it's the Wayne Brady Bunch. Oh. Yo, I know who it is. It's the Wayans. <laughs> it's the Wayans. Because their brothers are happy and they sing it and they color. It's the Wayans's watch. Canine Posse. I used to love that show. Oh, Canine Posse. The Canine Posse. Canine Posse. Their half-brother Vernon was in the Canine Posse. They maybe had oh, wow. one oh, hit. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I think I got it. 
Yeah. James Brown. That's who it's going to be. Him and his family. You're going to bring him back to life? Yep. Comment for you and that. We got to slow up. Like Joe said, Steve's got to respect the contract. He can't say who it is. We probably nailed it 20 minutes ago. I we got, you know, we did. Definitely Laverts. Definitely Laverts. We've established that. Yeah, it is Laverts. There you go. But we will save you. We will save you, Steve. Steve gave no kind of, he didn't give us any hint. He didn't (laughs) confirm anything. He didn't deny anything. He was there, just mute. Um, I I thought he even turned off his internet for a moment there. It's like, I can't even hear you. Right. He didn't hold one card up for what, for yes, or two cards up for no, none of that. We didn't get no signals. He ain't flicked the lights or nothing. Yeah, no, any no. Hit with it, any, any hit would have threw it off, so nah. No. Interesting. He didn't get now more anything at all. So it's all good, ladies and gentlemen. You, it, it's safe. The secret is safe with us. <laughs> with Steve. Steve ain't safe with us because we don't know it. We don't know it. So it's really safe. It's really That's safe. how you got to do the business. You got to keep the secrets. That's fine. That's fine. Joe, what was the hardest secret you ever had to keep? You know, Randy. Oh. Um. Wow. Something that's out now, but you were something that's out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really feel like Catalyst Prime might have been the hardest one. Really? Because I had a a guy, had a journalist, a, a black journalist, an amazing writer. And he came up to me at some point and he said, are you creating the next milestone? And I couldn't answer it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't, I couldn't even tell him that. So when the news came out, you know, seeing the excitement, that felt really good. But that was like the tough one because it wasn't just me. It's, it's gathering all these writers. It's having the secret conversations, and they've gotta not say anything. So exactly. as a community, we can't say anything. And we were working on that. I mean, we were working on that for like a year. So I would say that was the longest secret I kept. That's and thus, it was the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time to be working on something, especially when you, especially when you know it's good. And yeah. especially when you know you're working on something that you know is an answer to all of the conversations that are being had out there. It's what right. people are looking for. And you can't tell them that just wait, it's coming. You know what I mean? You've got to play. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you remember at that time on Facebook, I was very much into using the word redacted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I do because that. yeah. I, yeah, I wanted okay. to I, I, I wanted to get people excited enough so that when it happened, it was like, okay, you could connect all the clues and say, oh, that's what that meant. That's, what that that's who these okay. people yeah. were all right. and something like that. So, you know, like Lupin and people like David Walker, you know, mm-hmm. Dr. Sheena Howard, Brandon Thomas, Christopher Priest and stuff like that. Right. So, so, so that was a tough one, you know, but, but the good thing is then the stories have more impact when they come out. Right. <laughs> right. And then you can really, and then it's like no holes barred, ask any questions you like. Right. What about you, Steve? What's the hardest secret you've had to keep that now is out? It's out on it, out there now. I don't know. I mean, I've, one, I let out the bag before I knew because 
uh, based on uh, I'll say I'll say this, but based on the contract, it said that you can't say anything unless uh, we advertise something somewhere, and then I can say something, right? And they advertise somewhere online, mm-hmm. and so I put some I put some so I put some stuff on my um, on one of my websites, and they they found out about it. They were really mad at me for putting it out there. I said, but you said on your, in your contract. I said, right. what do you mean sketches? I'm like, Ske- what, what, what? It, was, it wasn't in this contract. That wasn't a contract about sketches. He said, don't say anything unless we put some out. So that's, that was for uh, Rockstar Games. I was working on uh, uh, the uh, LA, uh, LA Noir stuff. Right. Oh. oh, man. Yeah. I was doing some concept art. I did a, a movie poster style uh, image. I did some gray tones for uh, um, uh, covers. Some uh, con- some uh, fr- some uh, uh, frames, concept frames mm-hmm. for them, and before that was uh, I worked with them on doing a uh, Red Dead Red Dead Redemption. Oh, wow! Either either Dante just had a stroke or you just lit his fire. Look, let me say this. <laughs> okay, now we're getting into my realm. Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> was my game. <laughs> L.A. Noir was a game I didn't know I needed in my life. <laughs> I didn't know I wanted to be a detective in the 1950s solving cases. <laughs> Until L.A. Noir came out. Right. Uh, I'm like, okay, I gotta be a detective. I gotta start scrutinizing people. I gotta really start pointing fingers at people and thinking who it is and not mess up and then get drummed off the force. Those two those two those two games have me draw a bunch of sketches of dead bodies. Oh, yeah, yeah, Red Dead Adventure will do yeah. that. Yeah, that's what Red Dead Adventure was just dead bodies scattered. I had to research that that photographer who, who, who was a crime scene photographer back in the fifties. In the fifties, yeah. yeah. Was it Ouija? You said Ouija, Ouija. Who? Uh, yeah, back. You know, he would just photograph dead bodies, people that died. And they were, mm-hmm. they were, they were, they were, and they were, they, they were, they were just like, you know, their bodies were laying down, or some people were like frozen or, or uh, atrophied in, in the, uh, in, in the, in the, in the position where they were dying, or mm-hmm. some, you know, people drive bys and car, and, uh, or people shot in the car. Yeah. So I draw, I do, do a lot of research on that and, and draw on that too, and or you know, detects on the, detects on the crime scene, um, looking at a dead body. So yeah, I was, I was doing, I did like a, a quite a few sketches. Um, um, 1950s cars, headlights, alley scenes with dead bodies, and then detectives looking at over, looking over the body. Oh wow! wow. That's some research. Yeah, yeah. Because there's yeah. only so many positions in which, like, someone there, could oh, be there, dead. You right? think? You would <laughs> think that? There was no. There's pictures. There's pictures of them in the aqueduct. You know, with the LA aqueduct. With the, mm-hmm. um, there's pictures in the alleyways. Yep. There's pictures in doorways. Of doorways. 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 Yeah, doorways to kitchens or restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a really famous shot. I don't know if it's that art that that photographer was a real famous shot of a guy who is literally like coming through like the um you know the turning doors and he's stuck like hanging out of the door, just like like four shots to his head just leaked. Damn. Jeez. Yeah, I saw a picture of a woman that was just crouched over, like crouched over on, on her knees, and her her fingers were digging into the grass, just frozen like that. Mm. Wow. 
Mm. Yeah. Hope so you guys paid thing. well for that kind of research. No. Right. Rockstar was cheap. Rockstar yes. was cheap, really? Yes. Have you not seen the articles about them not paying people? Like, yo, people they were paid, fighting. They for money. Anytime I anytime I had to uh, uh say my rate, they said, Well, why? I said, Why? <laughs> why? What is that? That's because you compensate people. That's for the gaslighting. That's the yeah. gaslighting. Yeah. And right. hey, listen, industry, industry, industry tidbit, not tidbit, but story. <laughs> the head of illustration department couldn't draw. He took he took a, he took over an hour to trace a drawing. What? And yeah. And the other guy that was with the other guy, uh, I won't mention his name. Um, he don't mention nobody's name. <laughs> he was sued by a classmate of ours, Joe, a classmate of ours from SVA, a graphic designer. Uh, really? His name? Yeah, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he sued him uh, for discrimination. Mm. Damn! How do you get to be the head of illustration and can't draw? All right. The same way you can get to be the president of one of the most powerful nations of the world and don't know you're behind from a hole in the ground. Perfect. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. Asked and answered, Brad. I mean, come on. That bro. one got me rocking. I'm rocking. Well, come on, man. I can drop bombs too. <laughs> Throw a triple straight from the church of Joe Illich. All right. Now, now we got to. Now we got to. There we go. There we go. There we go. Pass the Joe. Pass the Joe. Pass the Joe. Pass the Joe. Listen, 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 listen. There you go. Man. Speak to him, Pastor. Go ahead. How do people who don't have skill get power? Lord. Have mercy. <laughs> have mercy, though. Have mercy. Amen. Well, you know what? You know what? In the in the uh in the theme of telling like uh best kept secrets there and in celebration, because this is the last year of the Black Tribbles, um, I will share a, a, a secret that I don't I don't know if you two brothers know about it, and I think we may have eventually let the cat out of the bag here on the show. Um, but if we did, it certainly was a long time ago. Um, there was a time, and this was probably in our third year, that we actually were approached and signed a NDA because someone was going to develop a Black Tribbles reality show on, what? on us. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, dog. Yeah, real rap. Real rap. Randy, did you mess that deal up? I ain't nothing, no. dog. I ain't no, nothing. We, we handled the board and messed that deal up. I ain't nothing. We handled the board and messed that deal up. We handled that. We good. Yeah. yeah oh, good. all right. Y'all, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all made him y'all made him someone that would be good for reference for Steve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Almost I, certainly. I don't Most know certainly. nothing. I don't know nothing about that. I'm gonna say doorway that. four holes in the head. No, we just we just gonna take you to a land where there's a lot of soft soil. That's all. That's all. Oh, oh, you had to no. talk to Mr. Thursday night, didn't you? <laughs> Listen, all I know is that nature is a thing. Damn, that handles a whole bunch of, of a whole lot. Anyway, yeah. the point is, I mean, we, the world the world could have used a Black Triples reality show, man. That's Come what on. we thought. That's what we thought. <laughs> 
And that's, that's what this company that's what this company thought. They they was they they damn sure assigned us when we were still on G Town Radio. And uh, I re- I remember to this day when we were on the phone. We were all listening on one phone as they said, yes, we want to sign you. And we all started jumping. I swear it was the little rascals in yeah. terms of we started <laughs> jumping up and down. So, so effing happy. Um, and uh, we signed a, a non-disclosure agreement. So we couldn't do it. We couldn't do any video for a year. We couldn't do anything. No, for a year. that wasn't it. Anything that we created during that contract, any content that we created was liable to be covered, you know, in production and therefore property, intellectual property of the production company. Right. So right. anything that we wanted to do that was any it was anything new that we had done. Yeah. So the, the radio show was still ours, right? And all the operations therein. But if we wanted to branch out to this project or that project, then it would be theirs ultimately. Right. Gotcha. Right, so we couldn't do. So we were pretty much in a holding position for for a year because and, it is this this because of that one over there, that dusty, crusty. Yeah. So what basically? <laughs> so what basically happened? You know, this is this is Black Tribble's legend. That there was somebody out at that time who was trying to co-op our name and doing their own thing in our name, and we had to take them to court. Yes, and I'm then, vaguely remembering. Yeah, he who and yeah, yeah, he's who yeah. shall not be named. And as that trudged on in the courts for four years, yeah, our NDA lapsed after the first year, and the company, the wind, the scuttlebutt that I got was the company catching wind of all of that that was happening on the legal side, chose to to cut and run from oh, from our deal. Man. I didn't even know that part. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, that I That's because they didn't communicate. They just kind of stopped. Yeah. They, kinda they just, just kind of, we just kind of dipped. We were like, so y'all trying to do a thing? They was like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. No. That's the extra dimension of deep, the deep animosity, I'll say. Yeah. Yo, this is what, six years ago? And now I'm even more mad? Because I, I didn't know that. Damn, part. You, you angrier now than you were six I years ago. I didn't know that part. Like, that. <laughs> I thought it was just something that happened. Yeah, you know I mean, like, all right, whatever. I didn't know that that was why. He yeah. kind of lives around my way. I want to go find more now. Like, yo, that's some that's some blocking. Just run up that's on him. Yeah. Like, Blue for that's two. Some, that's Blue some straight up blocking, man. Right. Yo, like, oh my goodness, that's yeah. oh man. That's I so don't bad. even want to go into that rabbit hole, dude. No, that's dude. Something. I mean, we could talk about it, just not right now. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a that's another time. That's another that's, that's a private a Zoom chat. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. Cause we we could go we could go deep into it, man. But uh, yeah, that but man, holding on to that to the NDA was hard. That was and rough. Then, then not being able to talk about it, and then having to go through all that legal stuff. Ah, uh, it was. It's not, yeah. fun, it's not fun days in Nation. That's yeah, so say. when you think about it, like, that happened year three, right? And went on for the next four years, right? So we're looking at, I mean, it kind of, ha- it couldn't have been, was it, was it three? year three or was it year two? No, it was year three. It was year three. It was year and, three uh, that we went, yeah. We had so many great ideas at that point. We still got great ideas, but then, whoo. That was before we even really stepped out in the con too. We was well before we tipped our toes into the con scene. 
I met you guys in 2012 at uh, Ekbat. Yeah, so Ekbat. Yeah. Was after that? Yeah, it was after. Yeah. It was not long after that that they first approached us about the deal, and then the deal kind of like got signed. Like probably like to Kennedy's point, it's probably like near the end of the second year, beginning of the third year. Yeah. Um, and then that like that whole third year we couldn't do anything because the NDA and that's you know, all this other drama blew up. It was, yeah, it was a wow. fun time. Well, I am genuinely sorry to hear that. Um, and y'all got a lot of restraint. Oh, listen. I think, I think, I think. You don't even know about the Triple After Dark episodes that we used to record post-show. You don't even, listen. I hear, I could feel Len's anger through the radio, his animosity through the radio. I don't want to say hate, but it was it was strong. What I was hearing was, what I was hearing and feeling was strong. There was one that we we literally like once we had had enough, we let Len just kind of go ham for a second, and it was so raw. Like we, he wasn't saying anything we hadn't heard already. That was the one on the roof. Yeah, or things that we hadn't, you know, said ourselves in some capacity. You know what I mean? So it wasn't foreign material. It was the fact that sometimes, you know, the Philly come out. Right, it comes out of everybody a little bit sometimes. Some of it, you know, genteel and couth, and most of the time it isn't. This one, I was like, yo, we were all like, all of, all of us were, all of us were Homer backing into the, <laughs> into the bushes. Into the bushes, yeah. We were like, this guy. Yeah, it was justifiable. That's the thing. Like, you're not gonna sit there and do what that dude did. Right, and then carried on the way he carried on, on top of anything else, and then not catch some kind of fire, some kind of way. It was so epic. It was so epic, Joe, that that episode of Tribbles After Dark was replayed for the jury in our court, in court. Oh, it was aired. You aired that. <laughs> It, Why did no one tell me this? They played it when we were in the courtroom. Oh my god! With the lawsuit, they played either. they played excerpts from it for the yeah. jury with me on the stand listening Bruh. to it. Yeah. He, I would have came to court that day. Nobody told me that. It was wild, yo. Man. Is that worked in your favor? Oh, oh, it definitely worked in my favor because because it, it was his lawyer putting it up against me, and he and like he's like so. So when you're saying a B B A uh N word, you're referring to my client, aren't you? I was like, Yeah, I am. <laughs> and so you're saying well, your that client he's is a, a B A N. So you're saying that he's a a, a B A N. I said like, pretty much. He was like, Are you proud of that? I said, I, I'm not proud of it, but it's what I said it. I said it again. <laughs> <It's> what... <laughs> it was like, I said what I said. I would see, see, Len's being nice. I was there. Wow. He said, I said it. I say it again. <laughs> you want me to say it again? <laughs> he was like, no, no, no. I think that's, no, no. No, thanks. Wow. <laughs> it was wild. Uh, excuse me, court reporter, do you have the letters to type in the words B-A-N on your little tape, John? Yeah, I'm yeah, cool. yeah, man. <laughs> I want to make sure you get all that. Can you read, read back his last line? Uh, client is a bitch. 
it was wild, you know? It was wild. Oh, God. That was so, it was fun, though. That's one for the history books. Oh, I wish we could have taped that. If we could have taped that. The look on his face. I will never forget it. Oh, my God. Like it's, in, it's, in my, it's in my brain. Yes. The look on his face when he was on the witness stand and our lawyer was cross-examining him. And he pulled up the screen caps of the vicious things that this dude had said about me in a, in a YouTube comment. He was like, uh, is this in fact? And, and, and the, our lawyer was so great, he prepped me. He said, hey, you know. I'm going to present this evidence today. Are you okay with being in the room when this happens? Because he, he does say some vile stuff. I said, that's okay. <laughs> Go ahead and run the tapes. Run them. Let, it, let the children see, right? <laughs> so Lewis kind of like indicated to me that it was going to happen right before it happened. So I'm looking at Bull. Like I'm, I'm beeline. Like I'm here with it, right? Waiting uh-huh. to see his face when the slide comes up with the evidence. Uh, the court would like to uh, present... Evidence uh, section A, and it was like boom. This comment. He looked up, and then looked at me, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> he starts laughing. This dude starts laughing, and and our lawyer was like, yo, did you say these things? It's you. So it stands to reason that if this is your user account, that you said these things. Yeah, I said it. I say it again. And the crowd was, and the the jury who was like full of liberal breeding heart white women, right? They were like, oh, oh my. It, it, it hits different. It, it hits different when it's man to woman, not man to man. Oh yeah, oh. most certainly. And the judge was a black woman too, so she literally. Oh as, boy. As she looked at the screen to see the, the the evidence, and she swiveled in her chair and Can looked at her like. Hmm. She took a note. I said, "Oh, sir, let's go." <laughs> Wow. So we couldn't talk about that. We couldn't talk about it beforehand. We could only kind of science a little bit talk about it afterwards. And at that point, we weren't really trying to talk about it afterwards to that extent. Yeah. It was over finally after all that yeah, time. Yeah, we were happy that it was over, you know? Um, but yeah, man, <sighs> that raggedy, dusty, crusty. Yo, and what made it even better is that the, on the heels of that of that episode, the Len episode, the Len episode, <laughs> the Len <laughs> incident, the Len the incident. On the hills of the lens, <laughs> um, there yeah, I was. I was a workshop in three in three seconds. Right. He there's this other nerd group, and for the life of me, I can't remember their names. It's how long ago this was, but they pretty much you know wrote blogs about video games, comics, sci-fi movies, all that fun stuff. Right. They heard the episode and were so taken aback by lens. Fiori <laughs> that they went back and like researched what happened. They did good journalism and did their homework. Went back at that point, could find the earlier episodes. That was so long ago. Who's got the family for that? Found the earlier episodes, researched the bowl, and wrote up a mock interview of them interviewing him, called him Ashy Tribble. Because Emac was talking about how he always had to borrow lotion and stuff. Whatever, it's a long story. It had to be there. They called him Ashy Triple, and they wrote up this mock interview. Hey, Ashy Triple, we hear that those folks over Black Triples are saying these things. <laughs> how do you respond to that? He's like, oh, yeah, this is mine. I created this. They're just crabs in a barrel. And they're like, yeah, but we did your, we, we did a search, and we didn't see any evidence of that. Oh, well, it's still mine, though, because I'm an actor. Oh, OK, well, we did research on that, and we haven't seen you in anything. Yeah, but I'm still an actor. I'm still out here in these streets. 
And they were like, okay. Like, just they made a whole, your boy was so out of pocket <laughs> that he was parodied. Like, we had a parody on the ball. That's how rad it was. And we didn't have to create it. That's how lit it was. Like, I can't even tell you the amount of sheer joy we had reading that joint on air. Because <laughs> it was just like, best thing ever. Couldn't talk about it. Man, that was a good job. Yeah, Man. Those were the days. Those were the days. I may have to find that Tribbles After Dark and, and hit that up for a 4th of July special on the... On the, on the uh... Woo! Yeah, screen. make sure to let us know because that would be that would be worth listening to. <laughs> that thing was, man, yeah, that man. was a good job. And it's it's like watching us must have been like watching somebody who has a child who does like taekwondo or some other type of martial art. Where at the beginning of the fight, when they're getting their belt, right, their belt test, you're all hyped for your kid. Yeah, get him, Caleb, beat him up. There you go, kind of high up. And they realize just how severe of a brute their child is for the first time and watch as they repeatedly pummel and beat the ever-loving dog crap out of somebody else's child. And you gotta be like, oh my God. You're winning. It's it's okay, you're winning. Oh oh. my God. How am I gonna get that blood out of the key? How am I gonna get never come out? (laughs) Ain't no bleach in the world. We gonna have to get a new game, babe. Babe, we gotta get a new gi, cause I'm not watching that. Yeah, by the way, your son's a savage. Like that's that's how bad it was. Ooh. They're, they're, they're right. we, Blood we, everywhere. We look at other people like, come get your mans. This our mans. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to start shutting this down, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Joe Illich and Stephen Harris, longtime uh, residents in Triple Nation. And truly, uh, two of the best guys in the in the whole damn world. I'm just gonna say hey, it right there, right now. Joe mentioned he so might want to upgrade his triple designation. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. And I and I think if there's anybody worthy of upgrading their triple designation, it's Joe Illich. So speak, wow. Joe. What's, what you what's what's wrong with your triple designation, though? I don't I don't know. I just I just I just thought maybe you know it's the final year, like. I don't know, like see what we could do for it. So I don't, I don't know, you know. Just, I, I just asked, and I was, he was like, "Oh yeah, that's an option." I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." You can get an AKA. What would your AKA triple designation be? Man, you know, how you gonna ask and I have one ready, Joe? Sorry, you know, I got because I didn't know if y'all were gonna say yes. Can't right? nobody say Joe? no to Joe. Who's gonna say no to Joe? Pass a Joe. Come on now. Come on. Oh, come on. Man. I'm going to say no, Pastor. You can't do this. Come on now. Come on. Oh, man. I mean. We'll come back to you, Steve, I, if you had to pick another All right, come back. <laughs> oh, I, I have no idea. I'm not. No, I don't know. I'm good what? with my <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> nah. Okay. Okay. Um. Wow. Mm. I can't think the son of a bitch. Ah, cursed again. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. It, it, it damn sure ain't FCC friendly, Triple. I know that. You know, you know what? You know what? I think I'ma have to go for you Howard Stern? I think I'm gonna have to go. 
or hold on a second. I, I think I'm 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 lowering my volume because my wife is telling me I'm talking too high. So I gotta come low. So that's what I'm doing. Okay, 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 okay. Mm. Um okay. All right. I think I'm gonna call myself sexual chocolate triple. Here we go. Here we Can go. we have a sexual chocolate trouble? <laughs> Here we go. We that escalated quickly. I would have not have that thought that's where you would go. Go. Look, you, we lost Dante. Dante left. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Oh, this is back. this is this is your last year. So yeah. come on. I'm I feel, so okay with that. Yeah, I don't have any I don't have any problems with that either. Uh, what, what, what are we gonna say? Yeah, right. What are we going to say? Dante's, Dante's going to check and make sure we don't have one. And if we do, whoever they are is going to have to fight you for it. And I will take your place in that fight because, yeah. Think but but the thing is, what if it's Mark Henry? How are you going to fight him? Who's Mark Henry? Is that Dante? Now don't, now don't tease us. <laughs> Someone got it? Someone oh, got the name? Nah, nah. Yeah, it is. I have no This. That's what? my name. Yeah, that's not a joke. That's my name. Joe just ran up my on name. somebody and took, Joe was like, hey, hey, I like your triple designation. Yeah, right. Mine's now. Yo, run, that, nah. run that triple designation, son. Yeah, run, that, run that designation. <laughs> run, that, run that designation, son. He's running up so to people like, reparations. So when y'all make the wall of all the AKAs, <laughs> like, that one, like that one is mine. It's imprinted. In the plaque, it's debossed. It's debossed in the plaque. <laughs> that, 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 that's only that's only if only if N. Stephen Harris can give us a sketch of what sexual chocolate triple would actually look like. I will and, authorize wait, wait, that. I'll get myself in trouble. Don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Dante, you look at you. Know nobody got that name. No, that's right. You're looking, up, you're looking up how to spell chocolate. That's what. <laughs> No, he said it's free. Dante, Dante, I can't lose. I couldn't let the show go without hitting you once, bro. You know that, dog. You know what? Len's go ahead and cancel the show. Go ahead and cancel it. We're done. Len's a bully. Take it off. <laughs> sure is. He bullies me all the time. This is even in the interview. You want to go back to that day in the interview? Oh God! Oh God, Dante. <laughs> let me let Oh no, 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 no. Okay, we gotta get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. It is eleven oh one. It is late. It is, it is late out here. <laughs> Y'all can't see. Dante is literally still talking. <laughs> He's pointing at me. He's pointing at me. Yo, you just got Zoom banged on. What is wow. that? Let go that. Let go that. There he Okay, we, 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 we're running late. I'll tell him off air. I will tell the story off air. Don't worry about it. <laughs> save, it for, save it for Friday night, the Infinity Equation. All right? I heard it. I heard it. I remember the story Dante last week. Of- Thank you. Thank you. You see how he treated me during that? He's like, I- Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> Good night. Joe and Stephen Harris. Joe, starting with uh, Joe, then and Stephen Harris. Let the people know where they can uh, catch up with you, where they can get in contact with you if they want to follow you up on all your social medias and stuff. Wow. Okay. So, um, go, Steve. Okay. I'm uh, at uh, uh, and Stephen and Stephen Harris on Instagram and and 
and Steven works at dot uh, com on the, on the websites, and uh, you uh, hit up um, Indigo Clan Indigo dot com for latest book I'm working on. Uh, Indigo dot com by uh, Ryan Legasta, colored by Walt Barna, who also colored Ajala, and uh, that's it. Yes. Cool. I'm right or right, and for me, it's um Joe Illage on Facebook, Joseph P Illage on Twitter. And ill master one on Instagram. Mm. One of the dopest handles out there, by the way. Yeah, thank, you. thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, you need an album, dog. You need ill master works the, the album. Like that's coming. Don't say don't, oh oh oh. That's not the only album coming. That's not the only album coming. I'm gonna have to get some tips from my man Randy. Universes, I got you. All right, all right. I know I can trust you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get out of here. We're running like mad late. Um, they probably already shut us down on WPPM LP 106.5 FM. But face, thankfully, we're still rocking out on YouTube and uh, Facebook. And thank you for all of you in the Facebook group who have been following us and watching us. Real Black, Kay Martin, uh, Harvey Richards. I see each and every one of you. We appreciate all of your patronage. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook and all the social medias at Black Tribbles. Wherever you ca- check the podcast which will be available in the morning on blacktribbles.com as well as on iTunes, Apple Podcasts Stitcher Radio Radio. and all those other places please give us a 5 star rating and review because that helps people find our little show Uh, for the Super Tribble, for the Storm Tribble, for the Dark Joker Zen Tribble who is off there in limbo Um, (laughs) he's still going on (laughs) he's just shaking his head look at him (laughs) For the for the uh, uncanny triple, for the master triple, for Joe and Steve, this is the bad triple. And parting, we say, hailing frequencies close, Captain. Be safe. Wow. Be safe and well. <laughs>